0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode one of the Own the Moment podcast. My name is TJ Lasig, and I will be the host of this podcast where Justin Herzig and I will take you along our journey as we dive headfirst into what we believe is the next big thing digital assets, and more specifically, digital moments in the form of NBA top shots. In this first podcast, we'll provide an introduction to top shots and everything you need to know to get started in this brand new industry. Go ahead and give us a follow. On our Twitter, at OwnTheMomentNFT, we're providing key information to make sure you are up to date on everything NBA Top Shots. Now, without further ado, allow me to bring in my co-host. This is a man who is one of the sharpest fantasy football minds in the world, recently winning the Underdog Best Ball Championship for $200,000. A man that is in the stock market streets, a man that has spent some time in the poker streets, and a man that has been working in blockchain technology strategy since 2014. There's an edge to be had out there. I can assure you, this man will help you identify it. My good friend, Justin Herzig. Justin, how's it going, my man?
1: TJ, thank you for the introduction. It's going great. I am uh, so excited to be doing this right now. The last 48 hours for TJ and I have been just a whirlwind of kind of getting this up and running. We know how quickly this market is going, and it's something that over the past you know, a couple of weeks We've just been fully dove into, and it is so exciting to be able to bring this to you all, continue our discussions, bring our discussions to light, and uh, you know, further uh, build this community.
0: Yeah, it really is an exciting time. I just heard about NBA Top Shots a, a week ago at this point, so we're recording today on, on January 27th. It's about our first week into NBA Top Shots, so. We're not claiming to have been in this space for a while, but I'll tell you what the past week feels like a year for me. I, I haven't, haven't slept a ton. I've really been diving in here. I just think there's a ton of opportunity and excited to be on the forefront with you. So why don't you uh, give, give the people a little bit of background about yourself. I'll do the same, and then we can dive right into NBA Top Shots.
1: Yeah, that sounds great. So TJ and I actually met back... Uh... A long time ago, shortly after college, where we started at Capital One doing analytics for banking. And uh, that combined with some fantasy football led to us taking a data-driven approach to sports and kind of continuing to find edges from there. Um, Me specifically, I branched off a little and went to the emerging technology side. And so at Capital One, I was leading their blockchain tech strategy in 2014, and now more recently went into a bit more of the um, consulting uh, enterprise focus. Uh, But same thing digging into blockchain technology to find what are opportunities for enterprises. And on the side had been doing semi-pro DFS. Um, So past four years, I've gotten very serious into that. And now I'm a contributor for Establish the Run as well. And I mean, from a, it's it's pretty crazy just how all of our, um, TJ and I have spoken about this, our backgrounds have kind of come together for this moment. Um, when you combine, I mean, I've been looking at the enterprise side of blockchain technology for the past six, seven years, we've got so much involvement in the sports world, um, as both of a passion, but also a, um, you know, a strong semi-pro side hustle. Um, and you combine just the market opportunities, the game theory, all of those places that we've been naturally finding edges and, uh, you know, identifying how to beat different games. And this feels like a just culmination of all of that in such a great opportunity. Um, so that's what kind of brings so much excitement.
0: Yeah, it really does combine a lot of the things that, that both of our backgrounds and, and yours even more specifically with your blockchain background. For me, I, I do work in tech as well in my day job, more on the web analytics side. And then similar to Justin, been doing some semi-professional daily fantasy sports play on the side for a couple of years now, and I've been a contributor at Roto Grinders, for the past, I don't know, eight months at this point. So both have some experience in the content game and we feel like this is a new industry that is ripe to help people get up and going and let's all figure this thing out together.
1: One of the things that um, I've learned, and I know we've talked about this and really wanted to make sure that if we're going to actually put something out there, um, we were really going, uh, taking the lessons that we've learned from what we've seen in the DFS and similar industries, keeping a genuine approach and really trying to help uh, the you know help the viewer improve. Um, and so there's a lot of comparisons between, well, we're not gonna be out there just giving you plays. We're not gonna be out there just giving you players that you should buy and pumping, but rather we wanna kind of talk about investing strategies here. We wanna talk about how can we actually think about from a game theory standpoint, from an optimization, how can we improve you and improve ourselves just through this discussion um, and make this a more educated, smarter, more efficient market that we can really, you know, push forward for a long-term uh, trajectory.
0: Completely agree. I think this really does have long-term potential. There's going to be some bumps along the way. It's already been a crazy week of ups and downs, but I think there's there's really something here. And I'll tell you what: if you're listening to this podcast, you're you're early because there are millions of not just NBA fans but sports fans out there in general and you know there's there's a couple thousand on the platform right now so this is just getting started if you're listening to this podcast you're early with us and it's going to be going to be a fun time so let me set the the lay of the land here a little bit as i said it's January 27th in the past week top shots has really taken off and blew up and has 22 million dollars in sales which brings their total sales to over $30 million. So the site itself has been around for a couple of months, but it's really just started to gain traction, I would say, over the past week. And one of the things that really, I think, kick-started this is that a few of the, the sharper and more well-known people in our daily fantasy sports industry have made some substantial investments over the past Couple of days and weeks, including two separate $100,000 digital moment purposes, purchases, which, whew, I mean, we're, we're talking some big money in play here. And I think that, you know, we're, we're just trying to, to see what this is and, and how we can adopt our personal strategies to it. Obviously, not everyone has the money to buy a $100,000 digital moment. I am one of those people that does not have that kind of money, but you do not need that that big of a bankroll to get involved here. There's tons of different ways that you can approach top shots and in, in the second episode, Justin and I will get more deep into how we each approached it in the first week, which I think is going to be interesting because we approached it in, in different ways, which should be helpful because you can get two different perspectives. But uh, yeah, so Justin, tell, tell the people, right Because the first reaction here is this is this is crazy. I mean I, I, I'm, I'm gonna pay money to get a video that I can watch on YouTube. I mean, I can pull it up on YouTube right now and watch it. So <laughs> talk me off the ledge here and talk our listeners off the ledge. What is the digital moment and why would anybody want to spend money on it? Yeah,
1: it is a, it's a crazy thing. And uh, to a lot of people, it's brand new. Uh, it's un- unexpected, but in reality, this is really just an extenuation. This is a progression of what we've seen from a technology standpoint with blockchain technology and NFTs, non-fungible tokens. Some of you may have heard of CryptoKitties. This was back in 2017, and this was one of the early products where people took a consumer-focused view of how do we leverage blockchain technology to create something that can uh, demonstrate the unique components of blockchain technology. So the ability to actually show provenance, which means to show its origin from when it was created all the way to whether it's a CryptoKitty death or whatever, but it's tracking all along the way. able to show out your uniqueness. So unlike me taking a picture and then posting it on Facebook and then someone else taking that picture and throwing it around, no one actually then owns that picture and you're all up copies. With the blockchain, we can actually prove unique ownership of an item. So with a, in this crypto kitty, they were think of maybe a beanie baby, but digital version where you're going to actually be able to Uh, maybe even tamagotchi but you can actually show that hey this crypto kitty is a generation one it was created birth in the very you know early days and only i can own that crypto kitty um there are no two like it and that's one of the one of the cool things about this technology can prove that there is yes unique ownership of that and so crypto kitties really uh print went pretty crazy Early spike in activity, and now still you have multiple crypto, a lot of crypto kitties that are worth over a hundred thousand dollars. And that kind of birthed this new idea to non fungible tokens. Where yes, crypto kitties started off as kind of a side cute project, more of a way to demonstrate the value here. But now we're seeing it with digital art, we're seeing it with all forms, we're seeing it with digital land, all forms of digital assets where as long as you can show that there is unique ownership of that feature and then you build a community around it that determines that this is a valuable asset for whatever reason, that's how we have this new market. And so Dapper Labs is the company that kind of started the crypto Kitties and they took their learnings from crypto Kitties and said, hey, we're going to maybe go to a, um, you know, a more popular market, more established market. They got a licensing deal with the NBA, National Basketball Association, and now they've started being able to actually similar to what you were seeing with those non-fungible tokens for other areas, do it with moments, with replays, little 15, 10 to 15 second videos um, that, yes, the actual highlight, you can go on YouTube and you can watch for free. But the thing is, that's not really, um, it's very different than the ownership aspect here, just as if I can go to a, uh, you know, go and, Buy a, um, let's say, a replica Picasso and I can hang that in my house. Like, yes, that Picasso might have only been $50 and it looks nice, but it's not the true ownership aspect. And so here we're getting the opportunity to really have unique ownership, similar to a digital card, digital sports card versions, but through your, you know, whatever your interest is. And so here we've seen it with the NBA Top Shots. And uh, I know, you know, we're doing this in a podcast, but we're also having a stream. So, TJ, do you want to kind of go to the site and we can show them what these look like and what those moments are?
0: Yes, sir. So let's take a look here. I've got a LeBron James moment pulled up on my screen and everybody should hopefully be able to see it now. Okay. All righty. So here we have an example, right? So we've got LeBron James, boom, making a dunk. Right Again, you want to look this video up on YouTube, be my guest. You can certainly do so, but it is not the same as owning that NFT, as Justin referred to, behind the scenes, right? It's really that underpinning of the non-fungible token that assigns value to each of these individual moments. So if look at a LeBron James card here, for example, we can go to a drop down of all of the cards that are available. Sorry, sometimes top shot is a little slow. We're in the first week here. There's, there's certainly been some technical difficulty. So hopefully the site stays up as I go through this. But so what we're looking at here is all of the cards or moments that are available for LeBron James. And you see that in total, there are 7,500 of these. So if we go into the workplace or the marketplace with NBA Top Shot, you will always see two numbers. The first number will be the serial number, which is essentially you know, number one. That is the best serial number that you can get. Arguably the second best one, or in some cases, the number one is the number that matches the player. So I think LeBron James in particular is a unique use case where you could argue that the number 23 would potentially be more valuable than the number one just because there's so much meaning behind that number 23 in basketball not only between lebron james obviously you have michael jordan as well but what we're looking at here is all of the different versions of this same moment that are available and as you'll see as you get into the lower numbers the price that is for sale goes up because as we get to these lower mint numbers. They are increasingly rare, increasingly scarce, and that scarcity is what creates this value. And again, it's all possible because of the blockchain technology and the non-fungible tokens that sit on the back end that say, hey, this moment right here, this is serial number six of the LeBron James Dunk base set series two. And currently, there is an owner of that. You have the ability to purchase that when everybody puts that up for sale. And one of the other things that I really like is that it's fully transparent. So you can look up any of these transactions, you can pull up any card and see the transaction history for that particular. So here's the full transactions of everybody that's purchased this moment. And if I click on an individual serial number, that specific moment will get pulled up and you can see the recent sales. So this was the first sale. For this moment, if there were multiple sales, you'd be able to see them all here. So a lot of transparency, which I think alleviates any of the, the concerns about any kind of funny business going on just because everything's out in the open.
1: Yeah, And I think one of those things about transparency um, is think about a sports card market. You might get a great sports card, but how many of them aren't there out there? occasionally some of them have the actual you know um mint code and you can see okay there's only 99 or 299 of these created but the majority of them we have no actual way to track how many are out there as well we don't know what um maybe some of them have been burned maybe some of them have disappeared we're not sure of the actual um you know circulation of it but here we can see okay exactly how many have been printed And there are various series, they call them. So think of it series is almost as a year or season. And you can see, okay, in series one, here were the cards that were actually, the, the moments that were actually created. Here's how many of each of them are. And we can actually see who received them, where they actually are now, what's been bought, what's been sold, the amount of data and analytics that we can do on this. And TJ and I have already started playing with a little to actually monitor this market is extremely interesting and fascinating. And should be a strong tool as we start diving further into how we can improve our investing strategy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I would say when considering the value of an individual moment, right, it really comes down to to three things within the Top Shot platform, right? First, you have kind of the, the tier. So you have common cards. Those can range from anywhere from Three or four thousand to twelve thousand plus of them out in the market marketplace. So again, always want to be looking at that denominator number because the smaller that number is, the less and fewer of those moments there are out in the marketplace, and therefore it is more scarce and thus more valuable. And important to note that you know that that number is determined, right? If it says that it's four four thousand will be minted, then there can be no more than 4,000 of those minted. So that's the first thing that we want to be looking at. And then the second thing was around the, the specific mint number, like we said. So those are really the things to, to determine value. Obviously, the player has an impact as well. You'll just see naturally the, the more popular players are, of course, more expensive. You've got LeBron James at the top. Zion Williamson and John Morant are, are two of the other kind of popular ones, just because of their rookie status. We can talk a little bit about, about some of the rookie stuff as well. Steph Curry, James Harden, Giannis Antetokounmpo, obviously, you know, all all the best players you're going to have to pay the the top dollar in order to get their cards, but like Justin said, there's various sets. There's a series one, there's a series two. So there's kind of different price points so that depending on, you know, your current financial situation or, or how much risk you're willing to take here, you don't have to be the one out there buying the hundred thousand dollar cards, right? You can you can put on two hundred bucks and and grind the marketplace and find yourself good deals and you know look to buy somebody at a good value and then flip them back for for a better value later on. So, h- how do you think about you know if I was to to put some some cash onto the site, Justin? When you're looking through the marketplace or you're looking to determine what digital moment you want to buy, what are some of the things that you are thinking about and, and that other people should be thinking about.
1: Yeah. And I think one of the beauty, beautiful things about this is each person can have their own strategy and that doesn't make it wrong. And anything there's probably actually success in each of them. And so I probably talked to about a dozen people about this over the past week. And rarely do I hear any two people having the same strategy. Um, I think you kind of say, hey, maybe you make some bets on the future. You make some hypotheses that you believe are going to happen for this market, for players, for teams, whatever it is. And you kind of build your thesis and go towards that. Um, So what do I think is valuable? Um, For me personally, I've been focused on where is the scarcity? So I love that the rookies. I love just, you know, you've seen the sports card market you know that they're only going to have a certain amount of rookies. And similarly, they're started to have your first game or your first moment as well. So similar themes around that kind of, hey, we know that no matter how many moments are made in the future, there's always only that first one. Um, I think you can have a strategy around those numbers. We've actually seen some creativity, uh, um, not only for the low mints, but also some unique numbers. Uh, unique numbers. Um, let's say that that game is from December 31st card 1231, that actual date numerically, becomes a bit more valuable. Uh, We've seen some people actually starting to look to zodiac and astrology signs to find value in numbers. And I'm not saying that that's going to be right or wrong in the long term. But if you believe that, and that's the strategy you want to take, now you're getting an early, this is the opportunity to kind of see that to fruition and build towards it. I think as well, I try to look at, so I um, primarily from my, you know, daily fantasy sports days do football. And so I obviously, you know, watch sports, I watch basketball, but I am by no means an expert. And I think that gives me actually a bit of a unique perspective um, where, you know, I can leverage my friends who are far smarter at basketball than I am to get their perspectives, but it allows me to kind of remove my, um, you know, short-term perception on what's going on with the NBA right now. It allows me to take a more data-driven approach to this. So I've been taking a look at, you know, hey, where are the markets saying? Maybe we take a look at what are the odds for rookie of the year, MVP, defensive player of the year. Maybe we'll look at which teams are most likely to make the playoffs. And now I can take that more data-driven approach to where I think there's going to be, where there's currently value and there's going to be appreciation of value going forward for various players, teams, years, areas, et cetera. Um, and so once again, there is no one size fits all. There's so many opportunities to kind of find leverage. And even when we get further on, there's more um, kind of investing strategy that we can get to around challenges, around gameplay, um, around sets, packs, etc.
0: The possibilities really are endless and The beauty of it is that there's no proven strategy that works yet, right? We've been in this thing for for a week. Some people have maybe been in it for a week and a half. So nobody can say that they've definitively figured this out and that what they're doing is certainly the best because the other thing is there's unknown variables here, right? We don't know what future moments NBA Top Shot is or isn't going to release and how that may impact the current and future states of the market. So, but I kind of like that because it adds, it adds an unknown variable, right? In any of these games or any of these markets where there's some level of unknown, that means that there's opportunity, right? You, You take a game like chess and a game like chess, there's not really, there's no luck involved, right? Chess is chess. There's no random variables that are out of one of the players controls. And so, It's it's a very interesting game for sure, but there's no chance that a, a, a grandmaster would ever lose to a beginning chess player. Whereas in other games like daily fantasy sports or in poker, there's elements of luck and random variants that come into play. And therefore at any given time, somebody can make a decision that is maybe technically quote unquote wrong and negative EV, but it can work out for them. And so I think that that, element is key in markets like this. And you know, just we'll make it more fluid. And the, the, the action has just been crazy. You go to the marketplace, there's people flying off the shelves. And and, and when you're thinking about your investment portfolio, right? There's there's short term, you know, you can be looking to, to grind the marketplace and, and find somebody that makes a mistake and lists somebody too low, which we've seen we've seen happen, right? And you know, if, if you're willing to grind that, you can pick up uh, somebody at 60 percent of what they're typically going for and, and try to flip them later. Or you can have more medium term strategies. I think that somebody's going to have a good game this week. And therefore, you know, I want to buy their moment ahead of time. Then there's more like this season. And then there's the really long term view of like, hey, I'm taking the 10, 15, 20 year view of this. And I'm going to take these rookies and I'm going to hold on to them for their entire career because they're going to have a great career and the most value that this rookie moment is going to have is at the end of their career. So again, endless possibilities here. You you touched on the challenges a bit, tease that a bit. I think that would be a great thing to dive into. Uh, I'll just go ahead and share my screen here and then we can talk into, well, h- how do we go about acquiring these cards, right? H- how can I get a digital moment in my hands. And really the two options there are, are through the marketplace and through opening packs. So we will then end the show by, by opening a pack and walking you guys through that experience. So sharing my screen here, again, you will find that there are challenges within NBA Top Shot. So there are currently two challenges that are underway that will be completed in the next five and six days. We have the cool cats challenge number one, and then we have the metallic gold LE challenge number 16, a little bit more of a higher end challenge in terms of the investment that would need to be put up front in order to get involved there. But how these challenges works, and I'll open up the cool cats one as an example, but essentially each challenge is different and unique, but they follow the same general format in that there will be a certain number of moments within the challenge, moments that are available on the marketplace, moments that are available to be found when you're opening a pack. And if you own 100% of those moments in the challenge at the time of the challenge expiration, you get a reward in the form of a special, unique digital moment that, that you will then be able to receive. And again, the idea is that that moment is then rare. That moment has extra value, and you can then be able to, to flip that moment here. So as we are looking at the Cool Cats Challenge, the prize is Luka Doncic. So certainly a player that people will be interested in. There are 10, car, 10 digital moments. Sorry, I keep saying cards. I'm going to go with digital moments. There are 10 of them, five of which are... Part of the Common Series Two, so these are pretty red- readily available on the marketplace. You can see that I have the five of them in my account, and then we have the five Cool Cats themselves. I think there's only been one or two Cool Cats pack drops, so so these these five guys are pretty limited supply right now. But don't worry, there are plenty more Cool Cats packs to come. That's why I personally have not made a move on these yet. I, I feel that they're a bit overinflated in the market right now but yeah general concept is if you're able to own all 10 of these cards by the time this clock hits zero you will go into the running for Luca luka Doncic cards and when that happens you have the ability to pull any of the serial numbers which i think is a, a nice added upside there right because you'll have some chance now it depends on how many people complete the challenge but there's there even if it's a small percentage there's a chance you pull that number one and you pull that number one that's going to be worth something, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. And
1: so when we look at these challenges, um, and in future episodes, we'll kind of get into a bit more of the strategy-wise, but to get an idea of at a high level, we want to understand for each of these challenges, what are we putting into it to accomplish this, and what are we getting out. And so as TJ was you know, alluding to, the amount of people, the amount of cards that are going to get minted for this reward is only based off on how many people complete that challenge. For this one, if we look at the cards that are necessary, the moments that are necessary to um, be acquired, the ones down there are limited edition. There's only 5,000 that exist. So at most, the most lucidumptured moments that could be minted is 5,000. Now, you gotta kind of think about, okay, well, how likely is that to happen? Well, okay, we look at the logistics now, the cool cats, and we see that they're trying out some new ways of actual distribution. So maybe this is actually gonna be a bit more difficult and spread out. So um, we expect maybe only 1,500, 2,000. And so in order to determine what that value is going to be for the card, I'd recommend go check out similar cards with similar um, you know, mit- with, with similar uh, supply out there, maybe similar level of player. And maybe you can start estimating what that value would be and help make your decision of whether or not this is a challenge that you want to compete in. And if this is a challenge that you don't want to because maybe it's too cost prohibitive, that's okay there are going to be lots of challenges. This is going to be a core part of the website. My guess is, is that when we, you know, we're already seeing usually two concurrent challenges in action. I think that's going to continue and may even start seeing more at various price points as they start releasing more packs, more types of packs, more rare, more commons, et cetera. And so I think this adds a level of fun interaction gameplay. It definitely adds a level of strategy um, for collecting them. When do you start buying them? Can you get ahead of the curve? is it worth actually holding or should I be selling beforehand because maybe the prices are going to drop after this new level of strategy is an opportunity for us. And anytime there is uncertainty, as TJ mentioned earlier, uncertainty provides value to, uh, to, you know, edge, you know, edge opportunists like us, we see that there's uncertainty when it scares others away. It leads us to, we uh, lean in and see where's the opportunity for us to capitalize.
0: Yeah. We've got, Producer Coop behind the scenes, shout out to Coop, uh, calling out that to help people walk through where we can get to these challenges because it's actually not that intuitive. That was a good call out. So how you get there is that you have to click on collection up in the top bar. That will kind of take you to your homepage. From there, you'll see the challenges tab. You click on that. And now you click on the the complete a challenge button. And And here's where you'll be able to see the challenges that are currently available, any of the challenges that you may have completed, you'll see that I've completed none so far. And then you can also see all the previous challenges that they've had in the history of Top Shot, which I believe there have been 51 challenges so far. So like you said, Justin, there's only two going on right now, but there have been 51 and there will be uh, hundreds, if not thousands of challenges ahead of us in the future. So like Justin said, don't feel like you need to jump onto this Cool Cats challenge just because I have to get involved in the challenge. But at the same time, I do think it is good experience to at least mess around with it, right? Buy one, buy one of the Cool Cats and, and just see how that person's price changes over the course of the challenge. Maybe you can buy someone at $200 and sell them later for $300. Doesn't mean you have to complete the challenge, but you can still take advantage of the fact that this challenge is out there and that those cards are going to be in demand. So I think it also creates some flipping opportunities for the people that maybe aren't willing to go all in and buy all of the moments for this challenge, but instead they can focus on really grinding that marketplace and making small flips. I I think that's, that's certainly a viable strategy
1: hundred percent. I mean, if you look at the cool cats, what we're seeing right now, I think a cool cats pack is only fourteen dollars. And you are guaranteed in that cool cats pack to get at least one of those five cool cats. And if we look at the marketplace right now, those cool cats are going for anywhere between two to four hundred and fifty dollars. I think it might even be like three to four hundred and fifty right now. Now as TJ said, I think those prices are a bit inflated because we have not released all the cool cats. And so I personally believe that those will drop down a bit, but maybe they're not not sure. But the thing is for $14, each person was guaranteed something that they could go sell in the marketplace right now for at least two, $300. And so that provides a clear opportunity. If you, maybe you're not a maybe you don't have the desire, maybe you don't have funds in your bank world to actually complete a challenge. But if you can just get that pack, very good opportunity to at least create some kind of short-term profit and hey, take those earnings and go invest them further.
0: That's a great transition into the packs themselves and how these work. Uh, And I'm still kind of just figuring this out myself, but but how it appears to me, again, we are in beta for this website right now. So there have been a lot of technical challenges for the Dapper team as they're putting this together and, and seeing scale that they did not see coming. So let's be patient with them as we go through that. But the idea is that in the future state, These common series packs will be available 24-7. Now, that is not the case right now. As you can see on my screen, they are all currently sold out, and they've just kind of been dropping packs at random moments. But this is important to understand that you don't need to rush in to get the packs. Certainly, everybody wants to get their hands on them. No doubt there will be more packs in the future. But I do think it is important to understand that these common packs that are $9 here and are available off the shelf, you can get a wide range of people that that you pull from here, right? So we're talking Series 2. You can get some valuable stuff. You can get a Series 2 LeBron you can get a series two rookie, which we think is gonna be valuable. But then you can also get some, some cards that are you know maybe gonna be worth a buck and you can't even sell in the marketplace. So you're, you're taking a bit of an educated gamble. However, and we will get into this in the future, we've done some expected value calculations on the packs and, and spoiler alert, it does seem to be profitable, at least at this time, to, to be purchasing these packs just due to the nature of the current market. So we will leave it at that because there is more content to come. I will also tease that I did some analysis of the Steph Curry challenge, which was recently completed. And what I had been doing is monitoring the prices of the moments that are a part of that challenge over time, just to get a feel for how we expect these kinds of markets to react going forward and how maybe we can use that to create an edge for future challenges. So we'll have some more information coming on with that as well. But in the meantime, I think that it is time Justin to, to open oh, up ready. a pack. Are you ready for this? All right. So, here we have a series 2 base set pack. Within this pack, there will be three digital moments that I will then own. Unfortunately, you guys will not be able to hear the fun music that happens as this goes, but take my word for it, it is awesome and I'm hearing it right now, and I'll tell you what, it's getting me jazzed up, and we are going to do this. All All right, T.J., you spent
1: spent $9 to get this pack yesterday, correct?
0: That is correct. All right, let's see what we get. Let's see what we get. We got a Mason Plumley dunk, January 8th, 2021. Boop. And our mid-number is 10,000,
1: so we, uh, you know, hey, Cool play, um,
0: swing and a miss. But hey, we've got two more.
1: I think that is my market. first base in
0: Palmley. So hey, there's that. There if we look at the market, that's probably
1: going to be worth about a dollar right now. So just to give a feel for, you know, occasionally get some dots, but that's how it is.
0: Yeah, and and we're opening a base pack here. We're not expecting much, right? If you if you get something, it's it's huge. All right, Will Barton, dunk. January 5th, 2021. Serial number in the 4,000s. Any right. idea what that's going for on the market?
1: So minimum there is $2. Um, serial number of 4,000s. Maybe we increase that to about three. Uh, you know, still just a card. Just
0: a moment. All right. We have one last chance to pull something game-changing. Can we do it? Let's go. The final Let's moment is... Jamal Murray. All right. So, hey, that's a common pack for you. It would have been nice to pull a sweet LeBron or a sweet Lamella ball, but that's the name of the game. But like you said, I can still probably get, I don't know, four or five bucks back for these. So,
1: yeah, and that's the worst scenario is really nice. not that bad. Yeah, that Jamal Murray card's not that bad, actually. Lowest ask right now in the market is $5. Um, So we didn't have the greatest deal oh. number, so I'd say you probably could get maybe that $5 for it. So, hey, if you were to go you know, put that back in the market, what I would say is we got three duds, and you might still be able to recoup about 6 $7 of your $9, and you almost got your money back there. With the upside of, hey, we could have had a lamella, which is going for over $500,
0: $550. Exactly. That's why I think that, that opening, that, I mean, first off, it's fun. Like I, I, I'm not, I'm not even kidding. It literally gets me like hype, like let's go the music. I I was really feeling it there. I was, I was bumping around a bit and man, I'm excited about this. Like I've just had such a good time messing around with this. And I know that other sports fans, as they come in, they're going to love this. They're going to enjoy it. And we're going to be along for the ride here. We we don't know where this is going to go. Every day is different. We don't know where we're going to be tomorrow, where we're going to be a week from now. But what we do know is that we're going to be along for the ride. And we are going to continue bringing you guys some of this content weekly, if not more frequently. You can follow us on Twitter at OwnTheMomentNFT. We just got that up and running. We are still working on a few things. We're really doing this all on the fly. So please be patient with us. Everything's not going to be perfect. I'm sorry. It's just not going to be, but we're going to do our best. We're going to be as genuine as we possibly can. And like, really, we're, we're we're hooked on this stuff. Right. And, And we, we think it's fun to share this with other folks so that they can enjoy in it with us. And I just, I really think this is just the beginning. So again, if you are listening to this, you are early, get involved with us, follow us individually on Twitter, Justin, I'll kick it over to you. You can give any of your final thoughts. Tell the people where they can find you. And yeah, let's let, let's get going.
1: Yeah, it sounds great. So Justin Herzig's the name, of my Twitter as well. And I think most excited what I am for this um, you know, podcast stream going forward is the discussion that we're able to have, not only between TJ and I, but also between some of the guests that we're going to bring on and all of you as well. So I will put the ask out is, you know, my primary is, hey, if you have questions, if you have things that you're kind of trying to decide, you know, we're not here to try to tell you what player you should buy and sell, but if you have an idea about a strategy, if you're going to want to, something that you want to discuss on this, shoot us a, you know, uh, an at, shoot us a message. We are more than happy to, uh, you know, listen to all of you because, hey, this is first and foremost to help build that community and to help kind of build this discussion. So we want to hear from you. And then, as I mentioned, in addition, we're going to bring on some great guests, people that we respect, people that we uh, admire and people that have really been leading the way in this and kind of uh, also have some unique vantage points, some unique perspectives that we can uh, all gain value from.
0: Absolutely. Really looking forward to it. You guys can find me personally on Twitter at TJL5124DFS. Own the Moment NFT Twitter account. I think that's it for today, Justin. Thanks everyone for giving us a listen. This is just the first episode. We've got many more to come. So on behalf of Justin, on behalf of producer Coop behind the scenes, I am TJ Lasig. Thank you all.